Decision Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who I decided to spend my life with. Heather. Best decision you ever made. <laughs> and I've made a lot of decisions, so you're not wrong. That, that's a pretty good one. It was. Oh, well, we have a wonderful show planned for today. Today, we're going to be talking about making big money decisions. Yeah. Is, big money, big money. Is any money decision small? <laughs> I mean, it feels like they're all pretty important. I feel like you think even just like buying a dollar ice cream at McDonald's is. is a big decision. Well, you compound that dollar oh, over the course of the next 30 years. And it's a pretty big decision. That's an expensive <laughs> ice cream cone. Uh, well, so that's one of the reasons why we should probably talk about it. <laughs> every money decision's big. But I, I think this also applies to, this is going to, I think a lot of what we're talking about, going to talk about today applies to money decisions or just big decisions in general. Yeah. I think like you said, like you've made a lot of decisions in life. Like all of us have every day you make, I don't even know how many decisions there's probably statistics out there like that. We should probably do some research. But the point is... <laughs> we should come is, prepared to these things. <laughs> we're all making decisions small and big. And that's what happens in life. Opportunities come. Challenges arise. Life changes. And you got to make some decisions. It does. And oftentimes you can be forced to make decisions even if you're not looking to do so. So opportunities or, or just situations come up that force you to make a big decision when you're not prepared for it. And so it, it's important to at least think ahead around how am I going to react when those things happen? Yeah, good and bad, right? Like you can have a natural disaster and or your car breaks down and you weren't planning it and you got to make a decision or you get offered a great opportunity. So yeah, good and bad surprises come up and you may not, you may not know that it was coming. Right. And and I know we were using this term big decisions, but I think big is relative. And so we're, when we're talking about this, we're not putting necessarily a, a dollar value on what constitutes a big decision because uh, a, a big decision for someone might be $5 and a big decision for someone else, the impact might be 5 thousand dollars i i don't who knows That's or right. five hundred thousand I mean, even between right? the, us i think that our <laughs> materiality thresholds look a little different as to what is a big decision or not <laughs> that's a good point your your materiality is way too high <laughs> no and mine is just right so <laughs> yeah but and and honestly, the the other reason we're talking about this is that usually most decisions in life have a financial impact to it. And you're probably like, no, that's not true. But if you really stop and think about it, most everything you do in life has a financial impact. You know, where your kids are going to go to school, what kind of car you're going to drive, what job you take, where you live, like all of those things cost money or like are a give and take, right? Things mm -hmm. that you're giving up or that you're spending time on money on or you're not spending money. I mean, that usually has some sort of tie yeah, there, there's to money. A, at a minimum, there's an opportunity cost. Right. And so if you're even if you're taking an action that's 100% free, you're doing that instead of taking an action that that maybe could be improving your financial situation or or making it worse, right? So staying level is 
there's an impact there. Right. So we thought today we would just walk through uh, a fairly recent major decision that we we would call, I think we'd qualify this as a big decision that we made, <laughs> okay. yes. made in our life. I'm not sure how many of you realize, but we, we actually are currently living in Singapore. We moved to Singapore in February of 2020. So I think just, it's come up a couple times on the old I think podcast. It probably has. <laughs> um, so we thought we'd just kind of walk through that experience and, and the decisions, I mean, not just... There wasn't just one decision. There was a lot of decisions and kind of how we, what we had to think about, what do you look at, and try to give you guys some tips on, you know, how to tackle decisions, big or small, that you're facing in your life. So this decision came up, uh, I mean, it was, it was a surprise, but not completely. So living overseas or having an expat assignment was something that I had probably most of my life had wanted. Um, and I know we talked about it when we were married, having an opportunity um, and living overseas and being able to do that. And so it's something we'd been talking about. It was somewhat of a dream of mine. Uh, so something that we had talked about and we were thinking about, we had moved when we were married anyway, a different time domestically within the U.S. But so uh, I had started a job and um, I thought there might be international opportunities, but then kind of thought it had passed. And and then all of a sudden one day I got offered the opportunity and to move to Singapore and texted David. And I was like, oh my goodness, this happened. And I completely thought that when I got home, we would be like, well, that's that would be fun, but it's not going to work. And I walked into the house and David was like, that's awesome. I want to make this work. Let's see if we can figure it out. And then a lot of the next steps happened to figure it out. And ultimately, we ended up in Singapore. It's just that easy. <laughs> that's that's it. You just have a quick conversation, and then you decide to do something, and you do it. Well, that's been a great episode, Heather. Thank you so much for walking us through that decision-making process. Yeah. No, Heather makes it sound super simple, and it was very much not simple at all. And it was very stressful, and it's honestly, it's still stressful. Um, uh, But but that's this this whole decision making process, I think, was a bit easier for us because we had been talking about, as you said, this international travel. Um, international uh, assignment in the past and so we knew this was a goal this was something that was in line with our goals and so we were when we were talking about this opportunity we were able to have that discussion in relation to how it related to our overall goals as a couple yeah and like when we didn't really know like I, I knew I wanted to do overseas but I didn't know where right I mean the world's very big and there's lots of places, and so you know, getting the opportunity to move to Singapore was that was a pretty nice part of it, since it's pretty easy on on Westerners and the language and just overall environment. So that made it pretty easy as well. It it made it quite a bit easier. Yes, I didn't have to learn another language, which is a, a huge plus. And as we were looking at this decision. Um, well, we knew that it was in line with the goals that we had around international, living internationally and, and such. We also knew that there was going to be a financial impact. And so one of the first things we had to do was evaluate what that impact was across all areas of our life. So there was an impact to work situations. Obviously, this was a work move. So it impacted Heather's um, Heather's career, uh, both in terms of what we saw as potentially 
opportunity for advancement after this this role. It impacted my work situation in terms of um, I, I had just started a new role and had just received um, a, a, a bump in pay or was about to receive a bump in pay as well for taking on that new role and would have to step away from it. And so there's there's financial impact there. Um, yeah, and on the work situation, I think that's a really good point because this was a great opportunity just work-wise, fitting in with what I wanted to do and potential afterwards. I was just actually recently talking to a, a, a friend about a potential international assignment, and honestly, the assignment wasn't that great. Didn't really fit in much. His lateral move wasn't really fitting in, but it was kind of, ooh, is this international? And not that that's still not the right decision, but because this is just one component of looking at your work. But for us... Um, you know, it was a, for our situation, it was really positive for my work situation and actually kind of negative for your work situation. Right. But that's just, again, one component of one thing that we looked at. Right. Yes. And so that, that was one component. That was probably the first component we looked at. Um, the other piece, major piece of course, is once you figure out like, is this going to work or could this work from a work perspective, then then it becomes a little bit more real and you got to say, okay, well now what's the impact to my family on this? And Heather and I don't have kids, so we didn't have to worry about that component of it, but we did have to worry about um, our extended family, parents, and um, the amount we'd see nieces and nephews, the amount we'd see siblings. And we were in a situation where we knew my my dad was having... um, having issues he had been hospitalized you know previously uh and we were like oh is this the right time to go because he wasn't doing great we knew heather's heather's uh parents are getting older as well and so we want to make the most of the time with them and it, it they're things to consider yeah for sure it was a big component and and uh, definitely a decision factor. I mean, one of the things we did do, did do was negotiate in multiple trips home a year now. We haven't been able to do that in the age of COVID, but who would have predicted a global pandemic? But it, yeah, it was definitely a key factor as we were considering the decision. The next thing that w- was a key decision is kind of like where you're at in life. So, you know, we didn't think this international thing would happen. We were kind of, you know, through, we're mid, more, more than midway through our careers. We thought the opportunities had kind of passed. So we had recently bought a house, what, two years prior to getting the opportunity? And it was kind of our dream home. We'd been, it would have been a life goal to be on a lake and we'd been saving financially. It was our big financial goal that we'd been working towards. And we finally found the right place and the dream home and we bought it and it was awesome. And then it was like, now we're thinking about leaving this place. So that was a big component, a big part of the decision as well. And you know, we, I mentioned we had moved previously and we had rented our home. And so we had had experience with rentals and not always great experiences with rentals. I was not very happy with how the rental turned out. <laughs> it was, it was disappointing. The renters just don't take as good a care of your place. And if you really like your house, if you have an emotional attachment to it, renting it out is probably not the right thing to do. And we have an emotional attachment to our, our current home. So Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the, the final thing, and call me a little more materialistic about this, but, um, we weren't able to, we, and and I don't know that this really factored into the decision, but, um, but we, we couldn't 
bring our stuff with us, right? So this this was something where you you feel your stuff kind of is at least for me having my stuff around is is part of what makes home feel homey to me. And I knew that when we came to Singapore, we'd have to leave all that behind. We'd have I'd have to leave I'd have to leave family behind. I'd have to leave the house behind. I'd have to leave my stuff behind. I'd have to leave my work behind. I'd have to leave everything behind. And that is just psychologically something that I had to get over. Um, and it's just, it's tough. It's tough. You know, you have, you have friends, you have family, you have community built up and walking away from that, uh, is hard. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely a factor. I mean, one good thing about the timing now versus like having done this 10, 15 years ago, right? There's so much better technology tools to keep you and keep you talking to people and connected, but it is still, it's different. It's hard and and it, it is a sacrifice. It was definitely a deciding factor. So besides all of those uh, topics or areas, like David mentioned, there was obviously really a financial piece that we needed to think through and decide, is this the best financial decision? And not that every decision you make is always going to be positive and financial. You may may make a decision for one spouse to, to not work. So you're going to bring home less income that, that mean that, and that's the right decision for your family if that's a decision you make. So it doesn't mean that every financial decision is going to bring you more money. It, it, it's just a component that you need to be acknowledging and realizing like, how is this impacting us? Is it bringing more money in or costing us more? But what are the, what, what's the impact? So for us, we really had to dig in and understand, you know, first of all, the impact to our income, like what were the changes for income? David was going to start earning a salary in Singapore dollars, and you're trying to figure out the whole currency exchange. And uh, his salary was going down, mine was going up. You know, there was the whole expat package. So, you know, and then the other side of income is obviously the expenses. So, really understanding how much does it cost to live in Singapore? And the first time thing you Google about Singapore, it's like one of the most expensive cities if not the most expensive city in the world to live in so it's like what does that mean can we even afford this <laughs> yeah and well and you talked about me bringing in uh, singapore income and i think th- that's th- something that i should call out is that we didn't know that so when we made the decision to that's move true. to singapore we didn't know that i was even going to have a job and I've, I've been with my company for a long time going on 19 years now um, but still, ultimately, they couldn't give me a decision as far as we can make this work or not before we had to tell Heather's employer that we were coming out here. And so I had to very much just step out on faith saying, I guess we're going and I sure hope it works out with my, with my current employer because otherwise I'm going to be unemployed. And so... It definitely would have been a financial step back in terms of income um, had it not worked out with my employer. But we were banking on this being a great experience to see Asia and see the world. And it was going to be a a good life experience that would make up for the lost income. Um, Thankfully, my employer did uh, did find a position for me here. And it has worked out, but uh, that was very much 
up in the air and not a sure thing when we had to make the decision, which was scary. Yeah. I mean, we did know that you would be allowed to under your permit to work so you could have found a local job, but you know, we didn't know. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I'd be able to find a position. But um, we also didn't know that you were going to become this massive YouTube star and make, bring home all the YouTube (laughs) monies. I don't know that we've really talked about the YouTube, (laughs) the YouTube star action on the podcast, but um, yeah. So for those wondering, we, we also have a podcast, or I'm sorry, we also have a, a YouTube channel called Singapore Expat on YouTube. So uh, youtube.com slash, what is it, slash channels slash Singapore Expat. Anyway, I, I, we have a short URL. Um, search Singapore Expat. You'll probably see my picture. And uh, yeah, so that's what she's talking about. We do a little adventure typically once a week and show, you can see what we're up to. Um, but... Yeah, that that's kind of what's going on. So I, I think the, my point is is that it, that was definitely part of the financial picture here is will I have a job or not? And that was something we didn't have an answer to. We didn't have all the information. We weren't going to get all the information. And it was incredibly uncomfortable um, stepping out on, uh, with that. And it worked out, but oh gosh, it's scary. The other thing that, that we had no idea about was was COVID, right? So there, yes, things can happen. And we had this picture in our head around, this is why we're do, making this big decision. And yes, a portion of it, big portion of it was advancing Heather's career. But like I said, the other big portion and why we're putting my career on, at risk was we thought this was going to be a great experience to see Asia. And we've been here for a year and 14, 15 months and that hasn't happened at all because of COVID. So um, that was that's been a huge disappointment. But it's also like it would have been even more so had the career thing not worked out. Yeah, so no, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. So I mean, like any decision, you really do need to evaluate all the pros and cons. Uh, there are going to be sacrifices that you're going to make. Uh, probably, I mean, most decisions you're usually giving up something to take on something, right? Um, but you know, hopefully that, so those sacrifices are worth it. And again, it's not like we've talked about a lot of things we've talked about haven't necessarily been financial. There's a lot of things that go into making a decision. Like the travel, right? So we, we, part of the, like I said, part of the decision was the travel and not everything turns out the way you, you want it to not, or it, it can. Yeah. So, so there are, there are sacrifices that, that are made there. Um, and as you're as you're evaluating these these decisions, be aware of be aware of your own tendencies or prejudices or biases. Um, so I know for me that it's very easy for me to get uh, to get caught up in either what I'm losing or or fear of change or get caught up on a couple negatives and amplify them perhaps more than I should and weigh them higher on my list of pros and cons for going with a a certain way with a decision or not. I don't know if you're like that, Heather. No, I'm probably the opposite (laughs) where it's just like I'm all in without really maybe thinking it through as thoroughly. But it is good to know, but it's also good on the opposite side for me to know that, right? And be like, okay, wait, have you really thought through it all? Do you realize all of the things that you're giving up to do this new flashy, shiny 
thing that you want. Right. And, and as you've heard, there's like a probably a million reasons why we shouldn't have made this decision. You're probably wondering, uh, did they make the right decision? Now, granted, and, we're over a year out, so it's easier looking back. Yeah, we, we now, might have made had but... we had we known what we know now, we might have made a different decision. Sure. Um, but. And so, but there's always, there's always going to be a million reasons not to do something. Right. And so you can't necessarily let that keep you from doing something. Um, but make sure if you are doing something, you're doing it for the right reasons. You're not doing it just to do it. You're doing it, you're chasing after something. You're not running away from something. You're not doing it just to take an action. I, I, w- I wanted to mention one story. I had a I had a friend um, that I was talking to shortly after I made the move out here. I think it was pre-COVID even, um, like the month the one month pre-COVID that we had here. Um, and it was he, five weeks. Like, <laughs> I guess it was five week months. But. And and he he was he was talking about how cool it was that we moved to Singapore and oh my gosh that's so awesome. I wish I was able to do something like that. I wish something like that I could make something like that happen. And I was like, well, and he, he's doing similar similar career path to me and similar uh, similar everything to me. And essentially, I was I told him, well, yeah, you, you could do this too. It's real easy. All you have to do is give up your job, give up your family, give up your friends, give up your house, give up your your hobbies that like that 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 you're you're doing there in the U.S. Um, just give all of that up and start fresh in a new place. That's all you have to do. How hard is that? It's not so. So I guess the point is, it's not that that certain things are out of reach. It's just that some people don't necessarily want them bad enough to chase after them and to right. to make it happen. Right. And at the end of the day, we made this decision together. Um, so for those of you that are married and listening to this podcast. Uh, you really need to get alignment as a couple and agree. And it it may take a while or eventually someone's going to have to kind of, you know, maybe sacrifice or agree. But uh, you really, the two of you need to come to an agreement to make the decision together. And so what what essentially have we learned, Heather, from this whole experience, this big, <laughs> this this, this big might decision? Be, this might have to be a two-parter episode. Oh, my goodness. Can we, we are. Can we add on? <laughs> Just kidding. So I think one thing, and I'm not pointing at you, but oh, don't, gosh. don't automatically say no to an opportunity. She's to... pointing at me. <laughs> no, I'm looking. I'm not even looking at you right now. Don't uh, don't automatically say no to an opportunity, even if it's super scary. You know, make sure you fully evaluate it. Um, you do need to fully evaluate it and become comfortable with it. But just because something's scary doesn't necessarily, you know, just don't go like David said. If it, your natural tendency is to shy away from scary things, don't just go right to that. And what completely completely agree. I would also like to add that you know I'm I'm a kind of an analytical guy. I want to have a lot of information, and so my my advice here also is that, that or a lesson you could take away from our experience is is do your homework before you make a big decision. Now you're not going to get all the answers. It's impossible. We didn't have all the answers. We didn't have all the details before we made our decision, but. But we we went as far as we thought was reasonable in the amount of time we had in order to say, what does the financial picture look like? What is the what? How do we make things work with our family? How do we make things work with 
the house if we don't want to sell the house and we don't want to rent out the house? What, how do we make that work and what's the impact of that? So we we did some some evaluation. We did some research on that before we made a decision. Yeah, and I'm not usually the research person, but in this case, it was really important. And um, in case you guys haven't heard of Google, it's this thing called the internet where you can go out and pretty much find information on anything you need to know. So like... Again, we were able to figure out how expensive Singapore, you could look at apartments, you could realize what things costed. And then also like learning about expat packages. Like I'm so thankful, like I did a bunch of research on that. You know, I reached out to my friends, like I got connected to random people that had expat assignments actually in Singapore who were willing to share. Like, And how did you get those connections? I mean, through my friends, like I would, you know, shared with people that, hey, I'm moving to Singapore, I'm looking at this, and they'd be like, oh, everybody seems to know somebody, oh, I have somebody who went there, or I have a colleague or a friend, and and they're more than willing. And even like, there's Facebook group that we join, and it's just amazing the people that are out there, and they're wanting to share and willing to share information. And, And since then, I've actually done that, like people have reached out to me, and I've shared, so... It is really important to do your homework and get equipped with the information to make sure you can make a proper decision. So even if you're not moving to Singapore, even if your decision isn't about moving around the world, you can still reach out to your friends and get their advice or see if they know somebody that's had to make a similar decision or gone through a similar process. That's a really good tip. Yeah. And for me, like I'm an extrovert. I like to talk through things. And so... You know, if you can, if it's not too personal or private of an issue, I do recommend that you talk. I mean, obviously you need to talk to your spouse, but if you've got your family and friends or close people that you could talk through, like I found it really helpful to just kind of talk through and hear people's perspectives or they'd ask a question that, oh, I hadn't thought about that. And so for me, that really helps me process. It, again, yeah. if it's something you can talk openly. Yeah. And, and I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but one of the things that really helped us at least put us on the path of saying, yes, this is something we want to investigate further, is that this was already something that was within our goals. And so one of the things, one of the lessons here that I think um, I, I can take away is that is the importance of revisiting your goals when you're making a big decision to say, is this big decision in line with our the goals that we've already set as a couple, or is it outside of that those goals? And if it's outside of those goals, then I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but you need to stop and ask yourself real hard, is this really the direction I want to take with my life or with our life together? Um, if it's going to put us in a direction that takes us further away from our goals rather than closer to the goals we had set out before. Yeah. And not just your financial goals. Like it could be, like exactly, you said, yes. wanting to travel or have an experience versus just the financial And then, you know, make sure you get a full picture of your financial situation. I had several spreadsheets because I love Excel going during this where I was, you know, modeling the different scenarios. I had a, I built a cool model where I could go in and input, make a few changes and it would just automatically calculate it. But the accountant pulled out Excel and was doing some fancy modeling and formulas and such. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, that's surprising. I have this certain color that I always pick for the cells that you're supposed to change. Oh, is it yeah. is it like fuchsia? Is no, it, it should be. It's kind of a boring <laughs> color. I'm embarrassed now to say it. But anyway, I love, love me my cell models. But you definitely want to look at your whole, understand the whole financial situation and what the picture is going to look like. I think you need to go back to the fuchsia with oh. your... <laughs> I have a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> with your Excel models. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I hope this was helpful, but we want you to continue this discussion with your spouse. So, you know, if you have a big decision, big or small, it can be small, it can be big, you know, it's all relative, um, that you're currently, currently exploring, you know, talk through it with your spouse. Um, hopefully you can use some of the tips and learnings that we shared today to help focus the conversation. If you currently don't have a big decision, think about a past decision you made as a couple. Debrief the decision. Isn't that fun to always kind of have a debrief? We never take the time. Um, how would you have handled that decision today? Uh, is there something that you would have done different so you can learn for the next time you've got a big decision? So, David, looking, <laughs> I guess I want to ask you that same question. So looking back on past decisions, it doesn't need to necessarily be the move to Singapore. Any decision, um, big or small. What would you have done differently or have they all been perfect? Have you done everything perfectly? Well, I am pretty perfect, but... That's why you're doing a podcast. (laughs) That's why I'm on this side of the microphone. You're certified to do a podcast because you're perfect. Uh, No, hardly. (laughs) Hardly. Quite the opposite. No, I oftentimes... I'm oftentimes a guy that lets... Um, at least I, I worry maybe that I, I'm a guy that lets fear get the better of him. Uh, I, I don't really like change very much. And so if there's a decision that involves a lot of change, I shy away from it a bit. Um, That's good I, as your wife. So you're not going to trade me in for a different model. Right. I will not there's trade you in. positive things I'll, on that. I am loyal. I'm very loyal. Um, but yes, I might... I might give more weight to the pain of the transition than I should, but knowing that about me, I think has also more in recent years helped me to not lean that direction just because I know. So I, I talked earlier about knowing your tendencies and, and knowing your biases. And I think that's mine and understanding that I have a bias to be more, uh, to, to weight more, um, negatives that involve change allows me to to take a step back and say maybe I shouldn't be thinking about it in this way and so it, it gives me reason to pause and reevaluate no that's really yeah. good it's good to be self-aware and so I think that helped in the the decision coming here and then also of course the goals well and being I think a part of our goals being married to me and pushing you a little bit you push we're, me we're, and on you everything. balance me we're a good balance we're a little balance beam here yeah so how would you respond to this question so for me this is probably going to sound similar if you've listened to any of our episodes but for me i think the issue i run into is when i make decisions based on emotions so there's been a few of those. So I remember <laughs> like when I was having a really stressful time at work, it was my first job. I'd been there like eight years and um, all of a sudden my Christmas vacation was canceled and I had to work over the holiday and I was just really, really grumpy. And I ended up meeting with a recruiter. I remember on Christmas Eve um, because I was so fed up and um I think it was the right decision to leave. I don't know. I mean, the decision has made the path I'm in now. But, um, you know, the place that I chose going, I mean, it was a great company too, but I was only there a year and a half. It wasn't like long-term thing. So I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how it impacted the decision. But I think for me, one of the things I always need to do is like, because I can react like, oh, this is super cool. Let's do it. Or, oh, I'm super mad. I want to like cancel that, subscribe to the cancel culture. Like, just pausing, and that's what I'm trying to do this year, is when I'm emotional, take a pause, 
because usually what I find out is if I wait 24 hours, the next day when I come back to it, it's not as heated, it's not as emotional, and I can think through it a little bit better. So. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but when thinking back on that, it felt to me more like you were running away from a situation right. rather than you were running to something that you, that you were inspired by or that right. you were excited about. Exactly, exactly. So it's a good thing I need to be aware of is not just going by my first emotion. However, I am a gut girl, and my gut usually does treat me well. So <laughs> it is good. It is a good little psychic for me. I'm in the gut triad on the Enneagram. And I have no idea what that feels like. <laughs> I don't have gut feelings. I don't have them. Uh, and if, if I were to have one, I wouldn't trust it. So <laughs> oh, that, You enjoy being in your head. It's good. I, I am all in my head. Maybe too much so sometimes. But... I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. We would love to hear how your conversations around uh, money have gone or to take your questions on a future episode. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you are a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.